0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening there, fellow gamers and clashers. How is everybody doing this fine day? My name is Catfish and I would like to welcome you all back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Uh, why don't you all hop on in and buckle up? Cuz it's time to go play in traffic. Guys, it has been it it's been a bit of time and it has been a crazy month for me and, and my family. It's been a couple weeks since I last talked to you and at that time I had mentioned how our children had tested positive for COVID-19 and we all the protocols and stuff that we had to go through with that everybody's better everybody's now tested negative we're all back to, to living our normal lives from that. But the day that we that my son had been released from all of the protocols and could head back to school and back to his job. We got a phone call that we were not exactly expecting. And if you are in the Discord server, I'm in the, the Clash on the Potty Discord server is, is where my podcast is hosted from. So if you were looking for that, please check the, the show notes or the the podcast description to find a link to that. But I had posted something in there. And that day after our son had left and headed back to school, we got a phone call. Uh, from my, my, my wife received a phone call from my mother-in-law. And that Sunday, my father in law passed away rather unexpectedly. And that kind of threw us all for quite a loop. My, my son was on the road. He was traveling back to his apartment up at his university so that he could get back to work and, and back to school working on his master's program. And we're, the three of us, me, and my wife, and my daughter, are all at home. And we get this news. And that while he was never in perfect health we never expected it was going to be something so so i don't know sudden and unexpected and so quick uh he's struggled with with diabetes his entire life and has had issues with you know his his blood sugars and things crashing just over the past couple months to where he would he would almost pass out because of the low blood sugar because of having issues regulating that and they had gone to church that morning they were having lunch with my my father-in-law's sister-in-law who lost her husband so my father-in-law's brother passed away in february so this this family of ours my (laughs) wife's side of the family has been through quite a lot this past year and it, it was just a lot of heavy stuff to deal with guys now they were they were making lunch and, and visiting with this aunt of mine or my my wife's it's ours and they were in the kitchen preparing some lunch and they heard a thud and went out and found my father in law passed out at the bottom of the stairs uh, ambulance was called and it, it looks like it was it was just too late they were able to they were able to get his heart beating and getting breathing again but he just never regained consciousness and it it looks as though uh, when he passed out there that that's really that was the end for him Uh, and it was extremely sudden it was not a prolonged thing and by that afternoon they had already had discussions and he did not want to be hooked up to any sort of life support or anything so they already knew all that and by that afternoon he he was gone now don't don't think that this is an extremely sad time for us yes it's it's thrown us for a loop and it was it was unexpected but we know that my father-in-law was he was a lover of jesus he and still is and we know that he's no longer suffering with his his diabetes issues with the things with his eyes because of the diabetes and, and all of the pains and things that he's been having to struggle with the last several years we know that he's no longer dealing with that. So in one aspect, we're happy and rejoicing for him. But to hug we are going to miss this man. He was a man who, not perfect, not perfect by any means, but showed what true, what, what, what grace and forgiveness can look like. And it, just an embodiment of that. He knew that he was not perfect, and he sought to to show that anyone can be forgiven and would be one of the first people to forgive because of how much he had been forgiven in his life. And it was just, it was a great model to see. And now to see my mother-in-law who, yes, she's having to deal with, with life uh, on her own for the first time in, oh golly, some 40 some years. They got married shortly. They got, they got married and then had uh, my wife that next year. So now I just I just doxed how old my wife was. She's not going to be happy with that, guys. We're going to we're just going to ignore that I said that cuz she's actually she's not that old. So anyway, <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah, so mother-in-law is having to deal with some of those things, trying to figure out how what her new normal is going to be and what life is like now on her own. And honestly, at this point she seems like she's doing very well, but we know that this week now that the funeral is is over. We all traveled back to Ohio to be with her for the funeral. We had uh, my family and my wife's sister, who we both live in Virginia, we all traveled up. We staggered some time. Uh, my son and I had already planned on being up there for the Browns football game that, that weekend. So we traveled up a little bit earlier. Uh, my, my sister-in-law and her family were all up there a little bit earlier. She has, between my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, there were nine children uh, between his, hers, and then they had two to, two together once they got married. And all of the kids were able to come into town and to love on mom and take care of her. And it was, it was a nice time to be able to get together as a family. Yes, we were all together for, for some sad reasons. But just being able to get together as a family and see people who we have not seen in many years... I had some nephews that came up to me. And these nephews, I think the last time that I saw them was probably 13, 14 years ago. They were little kids that came down with grandma and grandpa to go visit the beach. And now these guys are married and have kids and are about to turn 30. And I'm like, how did that happen where I have nephews that I remember being little kids who are married and and have kids of their own and are about to be turning 30? And guys this this kind of brought up some some things to me that I'd love to, to share and remind everybody guys keep in touch with that family uh, don't don't let don't let anything come between you and them uh, if if there are if there's any hurt feelings if there's any grudges being held guys work on those and if you're the one who has been hurt and it's not, I know that you can't forgive everything, right? There are some things where well, you can forgive everything, but you can't always forget everything. And sometimes there's things that, that family members have done that are, are going to always linger in the back of your mind and are always going to cause some issues between you and them. And I, and I understand that. And there's certainly much of that in our family. We, we are definitely not perfect. But the fact that I have nephews and, and nieces and aunts and uncles and cousins that I've not seen and the only thing that brought us together was the death of my father-in-law, it, it, that is what made me sad. Now it was happy that we all connected back. And we've all made these pledges that we're going to stay in touch. And who knows who knows how much of that is going to be true. Who knows if we will actually be able to stay in touch and take care of one another but we've all at least pledged to stay in contact with with mom with my mother-in-law and and try to watch out for her over these next several weeks and several months because after the the, after the passing of a spouse it it didn't all exactly sink in because at that moment then she is busy she is working on one notifying family and then family is just rallying around her and taking care of her and then she has all of the checklist of things to do for the funeral and the insurance stuff and all of the phone calls that are constantly coming in she said that she didn't even have time to cook herself lunch or barely even to go use the restroom because the phone was constantly ringing and she's just one of those people when that phone rings she's going to answer it and in despite the fact that 99% of those phone calls coming in are going to be the robocalls and spam and all that stuff, she's still got to answer it. She's that that old school. Somebody calls, you're going to answer and find out who it is. But now that all of that is past, we're through the funeral. A lot of the family that came in from out of town, we had to return home. Yes, she still has some daughter that lives in town and stepson and stepdaughter who live in town and who are going to be checking in on her this is now that time where we're having to look out for and make sure that it's not all sinking in all at the same time and causing too much grief. So guys, look out for your families. Make sure you're calling your mama and checking in on her. Make sure you're calling your daddy, checking in on him. I know that I am never the best one at doing that. And I absolutely need to get better at doing that. So I I encourage everyone to... Reach out and stay in contact with your family and and love on them as best you can. Now, uh, 10 minutes into the episode of a Clash of Clans podcast, we haven't even talked about Clash of Clans. And it seems like that has been happening more and more on this podcast. I've had a crazy couple, two months here between the the accident that we witnessed and and the kids catching COVID and now the father-in-law passing away, uh, the, the job search and potential who knows what's happening if I'm gonna have this job much longer no idea all I know is that I have to put my faith in my God that he is going to take care of me and then I've got to act as though that's that's what's going on and I'm, I'm looking for for new work and looking for for help in any way that I can get it now let's let's move past some of that let's let's get into clash of clans guys let's get into this game that we love what do we have going on I've I hardly even remember what it was that we talked about since that last episode. I tried to record an episode last week or the week before. I don't even know when it was guys. It was like 10 days ago or something. I was driving up to pick up my son and was trying to record an episode and just having all kinds of struggles. Things weren't recording right. And so that I talked about a whole bunch of stuff and then none of it actually got published. So now I'm trying to remember, is that what I talked about on that episode that just got deleted and not recorded? So if I repeat stuff, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're just going to have to deal with it and and deal with a little bit of repeated content. So what do we have going on? Uh, we've We've had an update that was released, a little tiny update. But we did, at least those of us who have paid attention on Reddit, Darian responded to some things on Reddit and put out a lot of information. That, yes, this update that came out was small. But that's because they're working on some other things. And they wanted to dedicate the man hours that they have available with that small dev team. Remember, they don't have unlimited resources in either time, money, or people at Supercell. It's a small team of folks that are doing all of the work for development in Clash of Clans. And they're working on some things that I suspect is not actual in-game content for gameplay, but something a little different. That's the, the direction that Darian has led us to believe at least if we're reading between the lines and some of his tweets and some of his posts on Reddit and some of the interviews and things that he has done. We think that it's got to be something else. They didn't want to put something out that was half done and then have to make changes to that half done thing when they get the full body of features done. So that's what leads me to believe it's going to be something else because he talked about the they could have put out half of it now and then half of it later and had to enable some of these features. Well, if it's if it's a thing that has additional features, that that doesn't lead me to believe that it's going to be, you know, new troops. I don't think I don't think we're going to see a game mode that we already have two games within Clash of Clans. And then if you think about it, the, the single player maps, the multiplayer and war, and even to some point C W L, but that's that's still war. Those are all different types of game modes. So I don't I don't think that's what we're going to see. I'm still leaning towards the like clan management kind of stuff, recruitment. They, Darian has admitted that they need to make some changes, and they are working towards some changes in how recruitment works in-game. If you're trying to do recruitment from just in-game, it is very difficult, at least for, for me. And from the things that I see on the clans who were posting in Reddit for the first time, coming in and asking, hey, how am I supposed to get new people? And the Clash of Clans subreddit, and everybody says, guys, there's a whole Clash of Clans recruit subreddit that's dedicated to nothing but that. Most Discord servers, if you go to a content creator's Discord server, there's going to be some... Most of them have places where you can, on a daily basis, post stuff about your clan. We have it in the Klaus Gaming Discord. I know that uh, Bash Nation with with Clash Bashing has one. Uh, I believe Judo Sloth still has one. I know that Echo doesn't allow any recruiting for clans in his, but a lot of the other ones do. I, I believe even Itzu and, well, anyway, we don't need to go through all of, we don't need to go through a list of all the content creators, but we know. you know, Those of us who are in this, this podcast community, we know that, that Discord seems to be the way to go, right? And if you're not using that for clan management, then, yeah, it could be really difficult to, to do all of your recruiting from in-game. I was never really a huge fan of recruiting from global chat, but at least, at least it let you chat with somebody before you let them into the clan, right? Now this new system where all you're doing is is getting a little bit of their profile and sending an invite to them, I, I I've never even used it, right? We, our clans are usually set to closed. If they're not set to closed then it's because we're having people move back and forth because of all the the different things we have going on in the clan families figuring out who's doing clan games where and who's doing cwl where and and all that stuff so we might have it set to invite only but then we usually have a password that that you have to use or we recognize the names and let you in we don't do any recruiting from in-game i've had a few folks that i have seen send requests in game that i've thought you know what that that actually looks like an account we might want And in those cases, what I have done is I'll let them into the clan and then I'll kick them back out, but leave a message that says, please apply on discord and put a, you know, the the link to the discord server in the rejection message. Uh, Or actually, I guess it's the kick message. It's not a rejection message, but I've never had any success with that. I don't think I've ever had anybody that has then come back and applied through the discord server uh, after getting that message from, uh, from the clan chat or from the, the the clan kick message And recently I have added a question to our our interview process and that's to find out where people have found out about our clans. We assume that everybody has found out about us from or 90% of people have found out about us from Klaus Gaming's YouTube channel, and that that's that's where most of the people have said that they have found out about us. Uh, we did for a little while. We had I won a free month of having our clan boosted on Clash Champs, which was great, and we had several folks that applied to the clan through that. I don't know that any of those actually stuck around though. We had some quality recruits that applied, and I, I think they if if they're looking for clans on Clash Champs, then they're they're clearly looking at multiple different clans so clearly we didn't we didn't win in that regards uh, they they chose to go elsewhere but it's it's nice as a guy who likes to see the the analytics of, of where folks are coming from what is our what's what's our customer acquisition right <laughs> those those types of things and that's that's again most of our recruits come from the youtube channel so i'm going to try to we need to work on that right we need to work on on getting some more and more recruits coming in and applying into the family Uh, we could definitely use a couple more town hall 14s to help us out so that we can be running two clans of 15 v 15 in champs in champion league koz is up in champs two jericho rising in champs three and i'd love to be able to have enough to have both of those clans running again we did for a short period of time had enough 14s to have, I think, 17 in each of the clans so that we had a couple backups. And then Eden's Edge, you know, we need we need anybody that's not a Town Hall 11. we got a ton of Town Hall 11s, and we're, we're to the point now where I'm telling folks that are applying, you've got to be almost a max Town Hall 11 if you want to come into Eden's Edge. We'll take 12s, 13s, and, and even the newer 14s that, that may not be able to compete against the maxed out 14s like we like we fight against in KOZ. But that, that's where we're at, guys. We'd love to be able to, to have folks come in and fight alongside of us. We've got a, a nice group of folks there and, and we're, you know, trying to grow. Trying to grow as much as we can. Now, in-game stuff. Uh, let's see, we talked a little bit about the update. I've already... I maxed out the lab part of that update within five minutes at most. I, and I didn't have to purchase anything extra. I already had... I had some hammers that were available that I already had sitting in my inventory through the league shop. I had a couple books, and then I had some books that I could claim from the gold pass. So yeah, I maxed out, maxed those out really quickly. Got that new uh, siege machine maxed out, which I'm I'm really enjoying that new siege machine, the flame Flinger. That that is fun. It's slow. It is super slow. But it really is—it's fun, right? There's nothing that can reach it outside of mortars and grounded expos and the eagle artillery. If you, you know, don't—if you don't go towards that eagle artillery right away, the, the eagle artillery can target it. But what I'm finding is that usually when I deploy enough troops to where the eagle artillery wakes up, it, the eagle artillery is not targeting that siege machine. It, it's usually targeting one of my heroes, or if I've dropped some, say, uh, golems or lava hounds, depending on whether I'm going ground or air, it'll it'll target those. So I'm not having to worry about the eagle taking out that siege machine. But it, is, it has certainly been fun. Uh, we've also got now the Christmas challenges and things that have been released. I'm sorry, the Clashmas challenges, right? We've got the new scenery. We have a new, a new king skin, if you're willing to want to spend the money. Again, I don't I don't buy the the extra skins. I only purchase the gold pass sometimes. So I I don't have the scenery and I don't have that the ice king. Though he does look kind of cool, right? I mean, I'm not gonna lie about that. He does look kind of cool. The scenery though, the scenery is, well, without you know, no pun intended. It's also cool, <laughs> the the snow day, right? And I love that. Um, you know, they changed the, the color of, of even the grass and everything, made it look like it was snowy. So, and, and I believe, I believe even the, like, the grass that's in the background of the buildings. So they must have heard Call Me T when he complained about the last one that changed the color of the grass but didn't change the color that was around the buildings. Uh, they must have listened to you, bro. Because I think this one, while it's still a little different, and I think that's on purpose so that you can see a little bit of, of you know, the hitbox for that building. It's not exactly the same color, but I think that's kind of good. It actually shows you where those hitboxes are uh, a little a little cleaner. And we have the snow day challenge, which I have not even looked at. I've been pretty busy the last couple days traveling back into town and then having to get everything all prepped up for me to get back to work. This is my first day back to work in almost two weeks and this is my first time actually driving into the office in almost a month now because of the things that have been going on so yeah there was a lot of stuff that i was doing i have decided to drop back down i'm not i got up to (laughs) i got up to titan one right get up to titan one and i've already maxed the the lab stuff all the buildings are are either done or will shortly be done i have all of my elixir collectors done uh, my gold mines, I've got, I think, three of them that are being worked on right now. Four of them that are being worked on right now? Three of them. Three of them that are getting worked on right now. Two dark elixir drills that are getting worked on. And then I'm leaving that, that six builder available just to work on walls. And I think I have 80 walls that are left to do. So, it's like, the only thing I have to do is walls and for to me the best way to do the walls quickly is have that builder available and then i'm just dropping down so i got up i was up in titan one and i had to decide do i want to push up the legends or do i want to drop and i said all right i'm going to drop down uh so i go to bed i'm sitting at titan one at 49 i don't know it was like 4970 or something then i expected to take a defense overnight and drop a little bit lower and then the next morning i was going to start doing all my trophy dropping, right? I wake up and I've got a Legend League badge. I'm like, what? Now, I didn't I didn't join the league, right? I didn't sign up to get into Legend League because I knew that if I did that, then I was going to be stuck where I was at for quite a while because once you join in a Legend League, you've got to get down below 4,900 uh, before you'll actually get booted out of Legend League and since I wanted to drop trophies and then start doing some heavy farming on the walls, like okay, so I need to drop my shield and drop my guard and take a couple defenses, right, so that I can uh, I can stay down there. So that's what I that's what I, I put out my 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 progress base, my use code Klaus base. That's got you know the town hall and everything's in one corner and got all the storages up in another. The the defenses are down somewhere else. It should be an easy base to at least two star. It it might be one of those ones where because of where all the defenses are all clumped together, a three-star can actually be difficult if you're just out with a farming army. Regardless, have an easy base set out there when I go to bed that night and apparently I got attacked twice and won both of them on defense because the guys only took the loot and then they dipped out and it pushed me up to like, oh, I was at like 5,030 trophies. Like, y'all... Come on! So, get rid of the guard, get rid, get rid of the shield, get rid of the guard, wait for a couple attacks, and I had to wait until I was down below 5,000 trophies before then I could then uh, start attacking myself. Um, and and from there, I could just lose raids, right, and, and start dropping trophies. But I couldn't do that while I was above 5,000 trophies. So I defended into Legend League with a progress base. I'm like, guys, seriously, if you- <laughs> clearly... I was up there trying to drop trophies. <laughs> and these guys are like, oh, I'm going to help this dude out. I'm just going to take the loot and let him win some defenses. So I appreciate the defensive wins because if that's the, that's the achievement I'm going for. But at the same time, that wasn't the goal at that point, right? The goal was to drop lower so that I could farm. So uh, over the la- over the weekend when I had some time... I did some trophy dropping. I'm down to Master League now and have been able to farm up, I don't know, a bunch of walls because, like I said, I've got 80 walls left at this point. So I'm going to try to knock those out this week, see if I can if I can beat any of the guys in Knights of Zion to that. So um, I know that folks like Parker and Cellopup are listening. Uh, hopefully they won't beat me to maxing out the walls. I know that the Cellopup doesn't doesn't buy things he's completely free to play in almost a max 14 as a free-to-play player i've never even bought a gold pass come on now uh parker i think every once in a while does buy some stuff he gets gold pass and whatnot but i'm hoping i can beat the gemmers like big d and, and whatnot so we'll see if that goes on all right let me head through this gate and we'll be right back in this moment good morning, good morning sir yeah, you have a very day? hey thank you All right, so that's that's where I'm at, guys. I've decided I'm going to go back after that Unbreakable Achievement and after I farm with the walls. So for farming the walls, I'm going to drop down to Crystal. I know there were a lot, of, like I said the last time I did this, there were a lot of folks that said Champion League, Town All-14s should do this in Champion League. And I didn't see very many dead bases that were going to be easy to did. steal loot from with, like, Sneaky Goblins. There were a couple that had high loot numbers but not as many as the last time when I was down in Crystal. So that's where I'm going to drop down to is going to drop down about Crystal League and then farm out all of these walls. Once I get to that point and I potentially get to where I can, you know, knock out a whole ton of walls at once, maybe I'll consider hopping back onto a live stream and and seeing if we can't max out the walls on stream. I haven't done that in a couple weeks and the last time I did it was when I pushed the Town Hall 11 up to Legend League. And now that Town Hall 11, I no longer have my Town Hall 11. No, I didn't lose it. I upgraded it. So I now have a Town Hall 12 brand spanking new. And it's, it's my slow play account. It's, it's free to play. I think maybe at one point I bought a builder pack on that account years ago, but it's, it's not one that I'm trying to push up quickly. It is my my litmus test for where the lowest accounts for Eden's Edge need to be and honestly I think I probably have all all of the builders sitting there idle at this point because I haven't even logged into it for a couple days because I've been focusing on the 14. So I've got the Town Hall 12 now. We'll see what sort of strategies I need to be using at Town Hall 12. I loved my Zap Witch at Town Hall Eleven. That Zap Witch was strong enough to where I could do I've I've done eleven V twelve triples with with that strategy. And I that's what I'm still using now that I'm doing now that I'm a Town Hall 12, I'm still using some some Zap Witch. I have to be careful because it doesn't work as well against a lot of the maxed out Town Hall 12s. So what are what are the Town Hall 12 strategies? What is the meta at Town Hall 12? What do I need to be working on? I'm kind of sad that I didn't get to try out this, this new, this new attack. Well, it's not even a new attack strategy. It's just kind of a, um, well, a new style of the attack strategy, but I'm hearing that the flame flinger hybrid is pretty OP right now. Now I've never been, I've never been a fan of hybrid. Not that it's not a good attack strategy, just that it's not one that, that I've been good with. So I never really use it a whole time, but I'm hearing that flame flinger hybrid at town hall 11 is, is pretty, pretty dope Uh, so I'm kind of sad that I don't get to try that one out but at the same time if it worked with town hall 11 I'm sure I can make it work at 12 and it might actually even work better I don't know we'll have to find out what do we have any town hall 12s who are listening if so what are the strategies that you're using give me some pointers guys it's been a while since I was a town hall 12 and I have forgotten everything about it so, let's see what we've got going on I don't think I have I don't haven't I haven't upgraded any of the barracks dark barracks yet so I don't even have all of the town hall 12 troops I upgraded my witches because you know what zap witch op so I upgraded those and we're gonna continue using that strategy through the first little bit of town hall 12 but now I need to get back into that this is kind of fun right having to learn or relearn the new the, the old strategies right because I was a 12 at one point I very shortly. I only spent, I think I was only at Town Hall 12 for like six months before I went up to 13. So I didn't spend a whole ton of time there. I didn't learn. I didn't master it, but I, I progressed through it quickly. So you'd think I'd be good, but I got to figure out what I'm doing there with that Town Hall 12. So let me know. Let me know what strategies work. What are you using? What, uh, what are some things that I should look out for? What are some things I should avoid? Uh, usually, you know, people come to content creators to get advice, and here I'm asking you for advice on what I should do, since I kind of know what I'm doing on my Town Hall 14, and by kind of know what I'm doing, I mean, I just drop troops and and hope for the best, right? That's what a lot of us do. But the 12, yeah, it's going to be slow. It's going to be a very slow grind, and hopefully, hopefully it will be maxed out about the time that Town Hall 16 comes out. (laughs) <laughs> yes i said 16 uh I, that's what i i hope my, my goal is to max this account out at its current town hall level when the next town hall level gets released right my my plan was to have it oh be like three three town hall levels behind so 11 12 13 14 yeah three behind and that's like i said the litmus test for for eden's edge anything else going on we've got the trader with the clashmas deals so make sure you're checking in with the trader every day oh you know what i'm telling you guys to do this right i'm telling you go check in with the trader every day and i am positive that i forgot to log into oh probably three or four of my accounts and grab the the free deals from day one and maybe even day two i don't even know where we're at now i've claimed them on my main account I don't remember if I claimed them on the Town Hall 12. I know I didn't claim it on the Town Hall 9s. And one of those Town Hall 9s is actually supposed to be being upgraded. So, jeez. Don't do what Catfish does. Do it, what Catfish says. Make sure you're logging into every single one of your accounts every day this week and claiming those free things that the trader is offering. Anything free is should be worth it. And even on my Town Hall 14, one of the offers was for free training potions right you had two training potions during this one gem army boost thing so I haven't been using training potions so I was I was maxed out on the training potions so you know what I sold two of them for gems and then claim the free ones so (laughs) make sure you're getting all those things and taking full advantage of everything that you can whether you're free to play or you're a dirty rotten gemmer the stuff coming from the trader is good for you Now, are we... we, We've talked about this months ago, but are we to the point where Clash of Clans needs to slow things down? That, I think, is why people have complained so much about the winter update being so small, because we've got the ability to max things out and upgrade so quickly that the players who are spending money are able to max these things out in no time at all. And while having all of these magic items that speed things up allows us to get the, the newer players up to the max level quicker. It it creates this, I don't know, this, this hole at the top of people who have maxed out and are wanting more content and complaining about not having enough content. And these players are the ones who are spending money in paying the salaries of the developers. And the the support agents and the community managers and all of this stuff so it's those players that the clash of clans really wants to keep appeased because that's that's where your money flows coming from but at the same time they want to get more and more players up to that max level because as players at that max level begin to retire we've seen several of the pro players who have stepped down and retired and uh, We need to replace those guys, right? So that we have this steady stream of maxed out players that are able to compete in the top level esports kind of things. So I understand why we want to have things sped up to catch up. But that means we've got this plateau at the top. And we just in this little small podcast community have had folks who have complained about being maxed out and getting bored and deleting the game and not playing until the next update comes out. And that's, that's not helpful to the game, right? It might be helpful to you to be able to take some clash breaks, right? Take a couple breaks. That's, that's great. But I fear that the things that Supercell has put into the game to make it better for the lower players to catch up are now creating this void at the top because of having that ability to max out so quickly. Me, I, I like to have different goals, right? My goal isn't just to max out the base. Once I max out the base, I'm like, all right, what else can I do? That's why I dropped down and was like, we're going to chase this unbreakable achievement. I got to max, let's let's chase the achievements and try to finish those. If I was done with all of the achievements, then my goal might be, all right, let's set a new personal record for Legend League trophies. Let's see if I can get into the top, I don't know, whatever, of... of people in either international because that's that's the the country role where I sit because our clan is listed as international or the top you know I don't think I'll ever rank top in the world but you know let's let's that those are the types of goals that I set for myself or let's participate in some of these events and things that are going on Uh, that's why Jesse uh, Spoker has these events where last month the first week of the new Legend League season, he did a contest to see who could push the highest using Barch. Uh, I've talked about the Discord server he has set up for that uh, for that challenge. It had some cash prizes, some decent cash prizes, guys. So don't don't just think I'm trying to to promote because I I want a buddy of mine to, to have more people in his server. No no no, there is the ability for you to win hundred dollars worth of cash prizes there's there's a prize for first second third and he said that there's even chances at times where there would be cash prizes for fourth and fifth if he has enough people who participate so last month was barch this next month is going to be baby dragons so it's going to be a mass baby dragon there's all the details are listed in the discord server so when the next league season starts he's got it set up to where every day you have to post screenshots of your attack log so that he can see that yes you actually use the minimum number of baby dragons and then you've got to sign up with this bot that tracks legend league trophies and whatnot but yeah folks in the Clash community are winning cash prizes just for a week-long trophy push using crazy armies and i love that i love the fact that we're being encouraged to do something different right we got bored with with the game maybe because we've maxed things out there's not much else to strive for so here's somebody in the community he's he's in our our friendly uh just kind of casual community but he also competes in the esports arena also he's a a pro player that is been associated with a couple teams that you've heard the, the names of and now he's doing this so i would encourage folks if you are at that max level and you're getting a little bored hey Find something else out there. Check out these things like what Jesse is setting up. Uh, go join the Town Hall 14 community server and see what sort of events and things are going on within the Maxed community. Even the, the r slash Clash of Clans, so the Reddit community has a Discord server, and there's all kinds of things there. If, you, if you're if you a Max player, you're Town Hall 14, you're in Legend, there's a, a private channel in the Discord server for people in Legend League. And they, they do events in that i'm in a town hall 2 community server yeah town hall 2 town hall 2 has a community server and there's there's some not at the top level esports kind of things but there is some competitive stuff in town hall 2 they haven't done any in in several months because there hasn't been any new town hall 2's coming in because we haven't had that that hammer jam event in a while and lots of folks the folks who run that server and run that community are busy they're college students who are working on on finals and whatnot But there's plans to have even more events at the Town Hall 2 level for those who are actually able to, you know, build that clan castle and and do some more at Town Hall 2. I've done some of those. Those are some of really the only organized league stuff that I have done outside of the summer scrims that we did this year. I did some Town Hall 2 stuff. And let me tell you, Town Hall 2 versus Town Hall 2 War, while you are just limited to the lowest of the low troops... It is some of the most difficult war that I have ever done. That first time when you, you go into war and you're like, all right, it's just Town Hall 2 troops, right? That's what's supposed to be in the clan castle, right? You can only have Town Hall 2s donating to other Town Hall 2s for clan castle troops. How hard can it be? And you send in your little jibarch to go after this this little tiny base that you know doesn't hardly have any defenses on it. And 10 goblins come out of the clan castle... Oh, no problem. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have a poison spell. Uh, the giants aren't going to fight back against the goblins, so now my tanks are going to be dead instantly. And now I've just got to rely on those barbs and archers to take out not only these 10 stupid goblins that are in the clan castle, but also, you know, the few little defenses and get through walls. It's it's nuts, right? It's the lowest of the low, the simplest of the simple armies but well, because of that, it actually makes it challenging to get through. There's not a whole lot of defenses. There's not a whole lot of, you know, walls. So, base building is tiny. It's it's all about how can you spread things out? How can you protect certain little things? But it, it actually was a challenge to do that. So, I, I only did like two or three of those. I had a I had a clan that I had set up for a while. It was all Town Hall 2s. From, it was called Podcast Deuces. I left that clan a while ago. But I think Wookiee... Still has, so Chewbacca still got a hold of that. Uh, Chewbacca, Kashyyyk, Wookie Tacos, he's in, um, he's in COTP Plebs. I believe he's a, a podcast fan. He's in the servers. And I think I left him in charge of that clan. So once we, if we ever have that Hammer Jam event come back around, we'll, we'll activate that clan again. Or if anybody else out there has Town Hall 2s that want to participate in stuff, hit me up. We can, we can reactivate that clan. I'll get you an invite to the, the community server there. But that, those are the types of things that I do when I'm up at that top level, when I have maxed out my 14. All right, what else can I do to stay involved in the community and get a, a little bit of a break? That's why I have all these little mini-counts that some of them are never going to get upgraded because sometimes I like to just go back to my Town Hall 5 and and play around and enjoy some of the simpler times in Clash of Clans. That's I love going back to my Town Hall 9 and and enjoying that that mid-tier stuff, right? That Town Hall 9 was, you know, that was the pinnacle to me. That that first town hall where things really opened up when, almost when, that's, that's like the esports level kind of stuff, right? Back in the day when it was the Champions War League CWL, not the Super Soul uh, Clan War League thing going on, but watching when it was Town Hall 9, 10, and 11 that were competing for these championships in CWL. That was fun, and that's nostalgic to me. So I'll go back and, and play on that Town Hall 9, And enjoy some of that type of stuff. So if you get bored because you've maxed out, yeah, it it sucks. But I think this little plateau that is built in right now is going to allow more people to get to that max level. And that's going to be good for the game. As long as those of us who are at the top don't stop playing, it's going to provide an influx of max level players. There's going to be more players than. In Legend League, I know that there was a massive like ban sweep that went by a couple months ago. So we lost several of those accounts that had been banned. So now between the ban sweeps because of, you know, violating terms of services. So good riddance to those folks who are violating terms of services. People and then with people retiring or just deleting the game. I think it's going to be good for us to have this little bit of a plateau built in. Have more people that are able to now join us up at the max level and it's, it's, going to, it's going to allow for more folks. I can't wait to see who the underdogs are going to be in next year's tournament, to see who gets those silver and gold tickets, who makes it into the final tournament next year. Hopefully we'll see some new faces and new names and some new clans that are, that are able to do some things. Maybe you're going to be one of them. Uh, if you are trying out for that stuff, I wish you the best. I hope that somebody from our community is able to get into that and do extremely well. I, I really do. I, I, I would love to see somebody from this community that maybe we'll have on some of the podcasts. It doesn't, I don't, like me, I'm not focused on the the pro scene, right? But some of the, some of these podcasts really do get some awesome guests that come in that are from that scene. And I hope to hear from some of these guys who have been hanging out in the Discord server, either it's ours or, or any of the other podcast Discord servers or, or clans. I hope to hear from these guys and see what they are doing at the top level. So yeah, get out there. Get some of these folks who are maybe a little bit lower to catch up, and then let's see who is able to compete and what they're able to do. Now before we close out this episode, let's take a look at the questions for catfish section of the Discord server. I have one question that came in since the last recording, and that question is from Orion a PS712. He says, what magic item would you make To improve quality of life. Well, brother, I don't know if this would be a new magic item or if it would just be a change to existing magic items, but the one thing that I would love to see to improve quality of life, and it doesn't really impact me and a lot of us who are sitting max at the moment, but I think that we are all still expecting at some point for Supercell to add some levels to the pets and there is nothing that speeds up the pets, right? Why do none of the potions speed up that pet house? So that that's the magic item I would like to see. And whether that is you know the the potion that speeds up your lab also works on the pet house or whether the the potion the builder's potion would work on it. I don't know why the builder's potion would, but the builder's potion is what works when you're, you know, upgrading a hero. And since the pets take the books of heroes and the hammers of heroes, maybe the same magic item that speeds up the hero progress could also speed up the progress of the pets. I don't know. I don't know what the right one would be. Should there be a separate magic item for that? I really don't care. If there's a separate one, then that's, you know, that's going to be more things that we have to, to spend our gems or our league medals or whatnot on. So I'd I don't know what would be best for the player base, right? We would probably want to see it included in an existing item. But from Supercell's perspective, I could, I could potentially see them having a separate thing that works on the Pet House. What would it be, Would it be a potion of pets? I don't know. But that is the thing that I would love to see. Because we can only upgrade them linearly, right? They have to be done one at a time. Technically, I can do all four heroes at the same time. It's going to suck for attacking... But I can drop all four heroes if I have the the loot, you know, set aside. I can drop all four of those guys, have them going all at once, and even, you know, drop some some builder potions and speed through all four heroes at the same time. The pets, you've got to do them one at a time. There's as many pets as there are heroes, and the upgrade times aren't quite as long as the heroes yet. But I'm sure they're going to be increased. As as we get more and more levels to those, it's only going to be increased. So that is the one magic item that I would either tweak or make a new one to improve quality of life. What do you think? Now that doesn't help anybody below town hall 14. But I think the goal for for a lot of people is to at least have one account that's a town hall 14. So maybe that would be one instance where just updating an existing magic item would would be better. I really don't care, right? Let's just let's just make it to where it doesn't take me a year of time to upgrade those pets if we get five more levels of pets added at some point in the future that that is just going to make the new guys who are brand new to town Hall 14 having to do let's see 15 levels of pets times four come on that is a heck of a lot of hero levels to have to get through and do them only one at a time do you guys have any other any suggestions for a new or changed magic items that would improve quality of life. I know I've heard everybody complain about the the hero not the hero grind, the pet grind. Yes, the hero grind is real also. But at least we have been doing that since town hall 7, right? I mean, at least those of us now who are hitting town hall 7 aren't having to only be able to get dark elixir from stealing it from other people you know back in the day they Town hall sevens didn't even have the dark elixir drills you could only get it by attacking town hall sevens that had dark elixir or attacking up and getting hitting Town hall sevens their town hall eights that that had dark elixir so at least it, it that part of the hero grind has been improved they've they've reduced the time at the at the much lower levels you know when we first hit Town hall 9 oh back in you know those of us who started early on, those thirty levels of queen at one town hall was a massive grind. And it still is. You know, we have this discussion in the Klaus Gaming Discord all the time with the new folks who are hitting Town Hall Nine for the first time and complaining about the hero grind and the wall grind. And those of us that went through it years ago kind of chuckle and, and we're like, it's it's not a grind anymore. You know, you should try the hero grind at name one right town hall 11 when you first get your warden town hall 13 when you you get your royal champion and have all those things town hall 14 when you've got a few levels of heroes and have to get through all of the pets yeah it's all a grind the first time you hit it and then as you look back you realize that maybe that one wasn't quite as grindy as you thought so we've tried to encourage folks that are in that klaus gaming discord server that if you've been there you know don't don't make fun of the guys who were just getting there for the first time right let's uh let's let's have a little bit of of compassion towards them and remember that, yeah, you know we might have had to walk uphill both ways through ten feet of snow ten miles at a time just to upgrade our our archer queen to level six, but you know we don't need to be the guys that are that are telling those stories and, and being complete and total boomers right <laughs> all right well, that is. That is going to do it for this episode, guys. This has been, I'm sorry, it's been kind of a rambling episode. We started talking about attending funerals and moved through talking about COVID tests and all kinds of different things going on in life. It's been a crazy, crazy couple months for me, and I'm sure it has been for many, many of you. I hope that everybody over the next week is getting some time to relax and spend with family. I know that we've had a lot of, of like, college students. I'm sure you guys have finished up your finals weeks or maybe you're, you're having to squeeze in one or one or two more uh, right before heading home for Christmas. If you have the ability, head home, take some time off, relax over Christmas break, over the New Year's, and uh, get a chance to recharge your batteries. And if, if that includes playing some Clash of Clans, great. Hope to see you out there. Uh, and if not, man, just... Enjoy some time, relax, take a break, and spend it enjoying some time with family and friends. Guys, that is, that's that's going to be it. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up now, and I don't know when the next episode is going to be. Will I record between Christmas and New Year's? Don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. If not, I hope that everybody has a very Merry Christmas, and I wish you the best in the New Year. And can't wait to talk with you again later. In the meantime, make sure you're staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now. As a little bit of an epilogue to this week's episode, I want to take a moment to encourage you guys. This evening, pick up the phone, call your mom, call your dad. If you are still at home living with your parents, call your grandparents. Take a moment just to listen to them, to visit with them, to hear their voice and let them hear your voice. I know that my wife wishes that she would have had one last opportunity to call and visit with her father before he passed. So don't let those opportunities pass from you. We never know what the next day holds. We never know what this life is going to hold for us at any given moment. So. Don't be afraid, even if it's just to say hi. Give your mom, your dad, your grandma and grandpa a call tonight and let them know that you love them.